0: The UK's four chief medical officers, including the inevitable and to me increasingly scary Dr Whitty of England, want to see fluoride added to all the drinking water in the UK. There's there's already fluoride in some areas, but these people, the chief medical officers, who have, I believe, betrayed the British public throughout the COVID-19 fraud, now want fluoride in all our drinking water. They claim that this would cut tooth decay by between 17% and 28%, a pretty wide spread it has to be said, and would reduce hospital admissions for teeth extraction by between 45% and 68%, another massive spread which once again rather hints at guesswork of the variety for which governments everywhere have become known in the last year or two. I am not alone among doctors and dentists who worry that putting fluoride into drinking water does far more harm than good. Back in in 2016, for example, Harvard Public Health magazine ran an article entitled Is fluoridated drinking water safe? The authors reported that the potential risks from consuming fluoridated water may outweigh the benefits for some individuals and added that in 2015, the United States Public Health Service had lowered its recommended levels of fluoride in drinking water. In June 2015, The Cochrane Collaboration, an independent network of researchers and health care professionals, published an analysis of 20 key studies on water fluoridation. They found that early studies on water fluoridation were deeply flawed and didn't take into account the widespread use of fluoride-containing toothpastes. And they added that countries which do not fluoridate their water have seen big drops in cavity rates. Moreover, Say the Harvard authors, fluoride may be dangerous at high levels. Excessive fluoride causes fluorosis, changes in tooth enamel. In addition, fluoride can become concentrated in bone, changing the structure of bones and weakening them. Moreover, some studies suggest that fluoride may be toxic to brain and nerve cells. Human epidemiological studies have identified links to learning, memory and cognition deficits. Most of us take it for granted that the water we obtain by turning on our taps will be fresh and pure. Sadly, however, there's a growing amount of evidence to show that the water most of us get when we turn on our taps isn't always quite as pure as we like to think it is. And fluoride's just part of the problem. There are five reasons why your drinking water may not be as pure as you'd like. First, Much of our drinking water is contaminated with nitrates. The nitrates get into the water supplies when farmers use large quantities of artificial fertiliser. The nitrates from the fertiliser seep down into the ground and eventually find their way into the water supplies. Just what damage nitrates can do to the human body is still something of a mystery, though some people believe that they may be linked to a variety of serious disorders, including cancer. The second problem is that many of the facilities for extracting and supplying water to the developed world are now getting rather old. Many water pipes were laid during the 19th century and throughout the developed world there are many people who still get their water pumped through lead pipes. Unfortunately, water that passes through lead piping has a nasty tendency to pick up quite a bit of lead before it gets to the tap and lead in drinking water can lead to many serious problems including damage to the brain and the central nervous system. The third problem comes from the fact that around the world, people whose job it is to provide us with clean water often use chemicals to disinfect, sterilise, purify or otherwise cleanse the water they're selling. Two of the substances they're most likely to use are chlorine and aluminium sulphate and both these substances may, may cause problems. It's now suspected that one of the substances that's produced when chlorine mixes with the acids, which naturally occur in peaty soils, may cause intestinal cancer. An animal aluminium sulfate, used partly to help remove the acids, which might, might otherwise interact with the chlorine to create cancer-producing chemicals, and partly to take the to take the discoloration out of peaty water, may cause problems too. The worry is a link between the drinking of aluminium-rich water and the development of premature senility. Dementias. In addition to the dangers which may exist when chlorine and aluminium sulphate are added to the drinking water supplies in ordinary quantities, there's the extra hazard of what can happen when large quantities of a chemical are accidentally dumped into drinking water supplies, as has happened. The fourth problem is that there seems little doubt that drinking water is now heavily contaminated with prescription drug residues, and the long-term effect of all this is difficult to estimate. Minute amounts of antibiotics in drinking water can affect bacteria in many different ways. They can surely have a dramatic effect on the development of antibiotic-resistant organisms. Hormone residues can have a dramatic effect too. How do prescription drugs get into drinking water? That's simple. Drinking water is often taken from rivers into which sewage has been dumped, sometimes treated and sometimes not. And sewage contains significant residues of a wide variety of drugs. How are the drugs in drinking water affecting your health is your daily cocktail of tranquilizers antibiotics hormones steroids chemotherapy drugs heart drugs painkillers and so on making you ill how do all these drugs interact are they likely to be responsible for the way the incidence of cancer is increasing are they affecting your immune system no one knows the fifth reason why modern drinking water supplies may be hazardous to your health involves the deliberate adding of chemicals to water in order to keep us healthy and of course the substance most commonly added to drinking water supplies is fluoride this is done in the hope that it will help reduce the incidence of tooth decay the link of between fluoride and tooth decay was first established at the end of the 19th century and there's little doubt that fluoride may help to protect the teeth by making tooth enamel the hard outside covering of teeth tougher and more decay resistant when tests done on large numbers of people showed that tooth decay is slower in those parts of the country where drinking water supplies naturally contain some fluoride some scientists and politicians suggested that putting fluoride into the drinking water might improve the dental health of the population And so the fluoridation of water supplies began in America in mid-1940s. And today the move towards fluoridation is spreading and spreading all over the world. However, those who oppose fluoridation, me included, are able to put forward several arguments in their favour. First, you don't have to add fluoride to drinking water in order to protect teeth. Since many toothpastes now contain fluoride, most people get all the fluoride they need simply by brushing their teeth. Second, there is now no doubt that putting fluoride into drinking water supplies is potentially dangerous. The amount of fluoride that you can put into drinking water has to be judged very accurately. If you get the sums wrong, the consequences can be devastating. A little too much can cause mottling of the teeth as well as bone disorders and cancer. Naturally the scientists and politicians who are keen in putting fluoride into our drinking water supplies claim that the methods used are foolproof. I think you'd have to be a fool to believe that. Many people have already been poisoned by accidental overdoses of chemicals and in 1986 the World Health Organization which we are now told we must always obey published a report in which concern was expressed about the incidence of dental problems caused, caused, please note, by there being too much fluoride in public drinking water supplies. To all this, we must add the fact that since drinking water supplies already contain a number of chemicals, adding fluoride to the mixture may increase the risk of a dangerous interaction between the various chemicals in the water. Whenever chemicals exist in solution together, there are chemical reactions. I don't think anyone really knows what the consequences are of putting all these chemicals into our drinking water. The other anti-fluoridation argument is that a growing number of people seem to be allergic to the chemicals which are put into our drinking water. Many people are allergic to fluoride and can't drink fluoridated drinking water. Finally, I'm particularly worried by the fact that as the pro-fluoridation argument is won in more and more parts of the world, Scientists and politicians are suggesting putting other chemicals into our drinking water supplies. This gets really scary. One scientist has already suggested that drinking water should have antibiotics added to it to reduce the incidence of infection and so to reduce health costs. Another has recommended that tranquilizers be added to drinking water supplies in order to calm down everyone and allow the politicians to get on with running the world the way they want to run it. A third suggestion has been, I'm quite serious, these are all real, a third suggestion has been that contraceptives be added to the drinking water in order to reduce the birth rate. All things considered, I'm horrified by the plan to add fluoride to all drinking water. I don't trust Witty and the other medical officers of health in the UK. Their judgment is, in my opinion, deeply flawed at best. This is another big battle that needs to be fought and won. Meanwhile, you'll not be surprised that my wife and I don’t regard, regard water from the tap as suitable for drinking. We use tap water for washing and flushing and for nothing else. Thank you for watching an old man in a chair. Please subscribe to my channel on brand YouTube and spread the videos around on other platforms to reach as many people as possible. Thanks, as always, to Mohammed Butt and to Brand YouTube for providing the platform. For the record, this channel has not been monetized. and none of my videos ever has been. No ads, no sponsors, no requests for funds. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr Colin Barron's amazing videos, always pertinent, always entertaining, always well worth watching. Read the lightpaper.co.uk and visit awakenpages.co.uk. UK and a standinthepark.org all the links in the box below please visit my own websites vernoncolman.com and vernoncolman.org forgot my own name com is a bit old fashioned but it's got hundreds of articles on other subjects finally please remember you are not alone more and more people are waking up and once they wake they don't go back to sleep If we're going to win this war, we have to fight it with passion, with determination and with the facts. Distrust the government, avoid mass media and fight the lies. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair.